going on? Welcome to the Solid Regulars Podcast. I don't know. That's a name we've <laughs> kicked around like many others. My name is Drew Fairservice. Joining me is, of course, Andrew Stoughton. Mr. Stoughton, how are you? I am well. I am old reliable. You are old reliable, reliably uh, hosting us here in your basement. And uh, if I didn't know any better, mm-hmm. I'd think that the regular season started. Baseball is real. It is in front of us. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good time. Uh, I understand you went to Upper Bob's on Monday. For... I did. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, uh, people seem to have a great time. Uh, I like it. Uh, the, you know, Upper Bob's. The guys are terrific. They might not like me saying this, but I do like that there are now other bars that do sports in the area. So you can kind of be like, "Hey, everybody, come here!" And just in case Upper Bob's gets just completely packed, which it did, you're probably not going to have to go too far to find another place to see it if that's what it comes down to. You know. Uh, and that wasn't necessarily always the case, so I think maybe people had some reservations about getting stuck on an island where they couldn't see the game and then had to go find some... Uh, you can so, always yeah, go, go to the Dakota after. The Dakota might as well be sports the, uh, the I forget what the name of the, the bar above the Dakota is. The uh, Oh, is it like the Young Boys? Portu- or... Portugal Cafe oh, Sports yeah. Bar or something like that. There's a huge sporting club on <laughs> DuPont, which I really think I should go and visit sometime. It seems... Delightful. I'm a Ben. Actually, the, the Dakota, the Dakota used to be Trinport. I remember that before it became the Dakota, they would do shows there that were. I remember a show that like drank the drank Trinport dry of all their bottles. So it was like, you know, it was like a cheap bottle night and three weird punk bands and. Sounds like that. Yeah, it was a good time. Exactly that kind of thing. That area has gone undergone a lot of change. It certainly has. You know who cares about that? Nobody. Nobody right. but us. Yeah. Uh, know what people do care about? Your Toronto Blue Jays, who are off to a rip roaring start here in 2015. They won. The first game, <laughs> they're uh, winning as we record this. The second game, yeah, this is this is all before the epic collapse that is going to completely make this podcast seem, uh, you know, just just completely off tone. There was a moment that has already happened uh, at our time of recording here on Wednesday after Wednesday evening, where I feel like you know, Ari Dickey was kind of struggling, lost his command for a few minutes. It felt like Ari Dickey of old. Two guys on, has been pitching okay, moment of weakness. Felt like the home run would almost always come <laughs> at that point. That's like the R.I. Dickey game. But yeah. he escaped. That's having Russ Martin back there. That is, He's just a spirit animal who guides pitchers into, in, into doing the right thing. That's what Martin does. With his knee on the ground and his yeah. glove pointed <laughs> yeah. downward like a divining rod. That's right. Uh, so what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to just do some quick thoughts. Not too much to talk about. About the, the season that is... We're going to keep it under 50 minutes this time? We're going to do our very best to keep a three at the beginning of the numbers up here. Uh, we're also, uh, because we we are here for you, the people who we are, once again, very appreciative appreciative of uh, everyone who has contributed or, or, or participated. Or is thinking about contributing. Anyone, or yeah. anyone who's just even listening. We're, we're into that. We want to make this podcast better. Uh, so one of the ways I'm thinking about making a podcast better, if you want to make your podcast good, you do one thing. Uh, you got to bring in special guests. So, to bring in sp- to a special guest that I've really uh, I've been in contact with a little bit, we're going to bring Paul F. Tompkins onto uh, the podcast that doesn't even have an official name. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's great at characters. He does voices, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Peanut Butter. Mr. Pe- I was ho- yeah. <laughs> I was so I was so hopeful that you would pick up Mr. Peanut yeah. Butter. Uh, he was on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast recently. He is uh, a legend on uh, what's the How did this get made? But I I think I think Mr. Mr. Peanut Butter really should yeah. be his. Lasting legacy, <laughs> yeah. Um, but if failing that, fa- failing the ability to book Paul F. Tompkins, I does, can't imagine how that would possibly fail. He is 
you know, native of Los Angeles. We live there now, so we may have to take the show on the road. Okay. Uh, but in the interim, we want to send out some thanks to some people who <laughs> uh, who 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 contributed at a at a level that makes us very uh, warms our hearts and makes us feel embarrassed and happy. Some of them, it's going to warm our our bellies because we're going to go out for drinks. That'll do. That's one of the little carrots that we have. Oh yeah, yeah. Gonna have a gonna have a little bit of a party. Do we have to buy the drinks when we go out? I don't know if we have to buy all the drinks. We got we, we got to do right by these people, though. These are these are loyal supporters who are helping us very greatly, and we're very appreciative. I'll of them. happily buy. Yeah, a bowl of peanuts. <laughs> you know, no, I won't buy a bowl of peanuts. Totten's allergic to peanuts, so I won't buy a bowl a of peanuts. Idea, yeah. uh, so before, without any further ado, we want to thank uh, Morley. Paul Dezara, Tyler Thorburn, Sean Dilworth, Jordan Tim, and Cam Smith. Yeah, uh, also Marco Vieiro, uh, Joyce Lee, Adam Toop, Jonathan Norris, Kevin Allison, uh, who you may know from the Twitter as well. Uh, thank you guys all very much. Uh, and also Scott Carefoot, the dude. I, I think that we can honestly say that we would not be sitting here if it was not for Scott Carefoot. That's probably true, Quite frankly, actually, yeah. And uh, the fact that he uh, helped us out with this, uh, it means a lot. And I already go, I, I would... I don't over, overstate it and say that I owe my career to Scott Carefoot, but I owe my career to Scott Carefoot. I wouldn't have one if it wasn't for him. And uh, to see him contributing like that really makes me feel great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so great. So with that aside, uh, the only thing that makes me feel greater than that is the state of the Toronto Blue Jays, which is what we're going to discuss after this, after the break. Okay, welcome back. So as we said, uh, here we are, 1.5-ish. Actually, maybe 1.69. Nice. Uh, <laughs> games into the season. Uh, so it's time to yeah. really sit back and assess. This is this is the lean-back point of the season where you really want to uh, make adjustments, make uh, judgments, decide where the team is, yeah, where not, they're going. It's not early anymore. You know, It was early, but now... The off day really pushed it <laughs> yeah. over the yeah. right side of that hill. Uh, I don't know. You, you, ha- your. I would say that your praise or your post game post that you busted out, yeah. uh, was effusive in its praise. Ah, uh, it was a fun day. It was a good game. Absolutely, that's how, that's how you want to start a season. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. So, Drew Hutchinson pitched in a way that I think most people had really hoped that he would. Yeah, he had could have seen more strikeouts, but who can really argue with anything? Against the left lineup, was, was it only yeah. Alex Rodriguez was the only right-handed batter? Pretty it, much all switch he? hitters and lefties, yeah. Switch hitters and lefties, and he handled the lefties pretty well, mixing that uh, that new, you know, almost like a power curve slider thing yeah, yeah. in there. Uh, Jamie Campbell heard him on the radio yesterday, last night, talking about how when he did get a little rattled and he got started giving a, he gave up a hard-hit ball to Gardner that went out, and then there was another hard-hit ball Maybe by Ellsbury before or whoever Beltran after. I, please don't expect me to have picked up on nuance like the lineup order. <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie Campbell said that it, you know he gave credit to Russell Martin as the uh, pitching whisperer, sage, uh, fitness guru who that's went out and kind of calmed him down. Which you know it's all you can ever ha- hope for him to do. But uh, hey, you, can... you 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 would not you want more strikeouts? Fine, they'll come maybe against a different lineup, a guy that yeah. maybe a lineup that will strike out more than the, this Yankees club, but. Happiness. Happiness. Very good. Yeah. 
Russell uh, Martin, make it, let's make it a self-fulfilling prophecy or whatever. I don't know if that's really what that is. But, like, yeah, if, he, if they want to keep Confirmation talking, bias. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, talk about him like a pitching whisperer. Maybe he'll just, you know, that's what he is. That's fine. Maybe. Uh, it's probably horseshit, but he's he's wonderful back there. It's great. He is wonderful back there, and it is great. Uh, the other kind of big name, the, the thing that caught everybody's attention, <clears throat> was Devin Travis. Absolutely, yeah. He had himself a game. He did? Hit the ball over the fence, did he not? I believe that he did, yeah. That was uh, the spontaneous Devo chants at, uh, at Opera Bob's were pretty fun. I can imagine maybe a little, fun. maybe a little uh, premature, I guess. But uh, everybody was just having a good time. It was, uh, it was that kind of day. Uh, you know, Tanaka that was just being a shitballer, and, and actually, but for all that was made of that, he looked pretty good early on. Like you know, when he he was keeping them off balance, they couldn't, you know, ever just burying everything. It was, uh, it, it it didn't look like it was necessarily going to go the way that it ended up going. Uh, Even when he's not. Even when yeah. he was immortal at the beginning of last year, there's always that specter of home runs that kind of follows Tanaka around. Uh, you know, when you leave a couple of those, a splitter up, it's going to get hit long yeah. and it's going to get hit hard. Uh, and that was the big blow, right? Encarnacion yeah. hit the three on home run, just as one wise man predicted he would. Wow. Yeah, I said was slow, that you? I said slow curve, though. <laughs> I said about, about two hours before the game, I said I, I predicted Evan Encarnacion hit one of those slow curves. Into the left field seats. And he did hit it, but it was like a flat splitter. But, uh, yeah, people were freaking out about Tanaka. It was not a good outing for him, but... Oh, that was delightful. The Yankee... I mean, of course that's what they're going to do, but the Yankee media just losing their minds. You know, might as well just have Tommy John now. And like, like, or the whole thing with the with the radar gun. The, the gun wasn't on to start the game. They're like, <laughs> it's because Tanaka's velocity is gone! Was that a thing? That oh was yeah, a that was a thing. Oh my god. Uh, the other big thing, I think, uh, another rookie. So Devin Travis makes his debut, hits a home run, walks a couple times. He's not, uh, The expectations for him are now through the roof. Yeah, that's what that always works, right? When J.P.R. and Sevilla came up and had a great first game, and yeah. What could possibly go can't wrong? can't imagine. Uh, and then, of course, was uh, Miguel Castro being used in. It wasn't exactly a high leverage situation, but it sort of didn't feel low leverage. I, I think you, in the in the bar, I'm sure you got a good sense. People were probably apprehensive. I, you know what? I had no idea the game was nearly over. To be perfectly honest <laughs> with you, I, I wrote this in the post. Like they they turned on uh, like there's Manchester City was playing. It's a Man City bar. <laughs> they turned on the game after the Jays happened, and I'm like, oh, this must be like a key moment in the soccer match. They're just they're gonna flip back to the Jays real soon, I think. Like mm-hmm. I think I said that to somebody, and it it took a very long time before it dawned on me. Like, oh, was that it? Was that the end of the Blue Blue Jays game? Was that the last out? Justin Smoke catching that liner? Like, no. <laughs> okay, defensive replacement Justin Smoke, but well, uh, well managed by Gibby well, there. Miguel Castro came in with two. Was it two on in the eighth inning? They were up five. Yeah, but that's you know that's a bloop and a blast or however you want to describe it, and that's a game again. Yeah. But thankfully, uh, Didi Gregorius did his very best <laughs> anti-jeter impression. Yeah. Not getting thrown out. No. In like third well, yeah. Base. Well, no, that's the thing. Did you didn't didn't you read about the story? Jeter once got thrown out at third base as well in his rookie year, and uh, Joe Torre was going to lay in on lay into him about it, but decided to hold back before he did. But then Jeter. Went and sacrificed himself in front of the manager and and sat down next to him so that he could be reamed out, and that really earned Derek Jeter Joe Torre's respect. 
see uh, that's really that's one of his favorite anecdotes about Jeter apparently from according then. to the garbage clown New York writer <laughs> I read. and from that day forth yeah uh, well, Didi Gregorius is actually he's been knighted in the Dutch Antilles <laughs> so the fuck he's gonna go sit down beside some kind of common scum that's like Joe Girardi no you would meet him you would meet him you would go on bended knee before Didi <laughs> Gregorius but uh, I wonder when and the kind of situations we're gonna see Castro in moving forward into the season I are we allowed to see more I mean he's he's up in this game that we're watching as we record this podcast so you will have known before we do, or we, uh, if this all ends in tears. But well, they won't know before us. Well, they'll, they'll, well, they'll, I they'll guess have known because it will have happened before they listen to it. I mean, if it. we're tiny people inside their their uh, iPhone headphones and and speaking to them, mm-hmm. yeah, then we won't know yet. Us as real people will watch it in real time. I think they will have watched it in real time before they hear us uh, talking about this. Yes. Hey, it goes right back to the same thing. It's the same reason. It's the reason they're on the damn team. If you can get guys out, get them out. You can get them out when it matters. Yeah. Until until it is suggested that they can't do it, allow him the opportunity to do it. Works that's my me, that's yeah. my thing. You well, got a power arm. Everybody's everyone's banking on like this guy. If it's a Castro or uh, whoever else, the, the some big goon of the Ranger Texas Rangers have, they want them to be the next. You know, the next Kenley Jansen, the next Craig Kimbrell. Just some, you know, you come up, all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, Penny's from heaven. We got this lights out reliever. Hooray. I'm just ask, I'm just asking for K-Rod. That's all. Just K-Rod? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just yeah. K-Rod. Yeah, that's no, fine. not asking for too much. Don't, no. don't want to get greedy. I think, I think settling. <laughs> settling for a Kenley Jansen is fine. Okay. You know he was right. a catcher. Yeah? He was a catcher. They never, ever mentioned that so one. Was, it's on a national game. So was Jesus. <laughs> Oh, I was a carpenter. Oh, Josh Donaldson was a catcher, though. He was, he was, he was. Yeah. He was. Uh, and Love that Josh Donaldson. The fact that he hasn't done anything yet doesn't scare you, you know, here, eight, 17 innings into the season. <laughs> Are we talking about Donaldson? Yeah, yeah, he's a bum. Oh, right, right. Remember, he, we were blaming him for everything in the spring. Yeah, no, I think he's... And you remember ball. when Josh Donaldson struck out four times on 12 pitches? <laughs> Uh, anything else on the Yankees? You, you know, this is the Yankees are going to be whether we like it or not. They're going to be in it until the very bitter, sickening end. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm sure they'll win this game before we're done recording, and and uh, we'll have to change our tune entirely about the wonderful start to the season that the Blue Jays have had. The Yankees are they're annoying because yeah. I can see them being okay. They play good defense. They have enough they have good, a good players. Bullpen, you know, you we were talking off air about uh Uvalde and, you know, Pineda's going to be really good. You know, Sabathia's obviously trash. Uh <laughs> Tanaka is Tanaka is a yeah. dead man walking. Pineda is yeah. trash or uh, Sabathia is trash. Tanaka is just like he's like it's like the Yankees thought they were getting an ace, and now they're getting a guy who's just okay. He's like they're already. But he's an innings. Yeah, he's an innings eater. You, you beat me. You, 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 you just blurt out the punchline. This is your first fucking time. Yeah. The Yankees can, aren't going. At least they can hear us this time. I think. Here's hoping. Yeah. Here's hope. But, but hey, we got to wait for the second mic before we can have Paul F. Tompkins come on. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The Red Sox. They, you know, the gets one game. Red Sox did the things that we all were like, well, this is what you got to watch out for for the Red Sox. And they kicked the living shit out of Cole Hamels. Yeah. And Henley Ramirez hitting all these goddamn home runs. I, I hate the Red Sox, but that, that's still pretty fun. Watching Cole Hamels get the shit kicked out of him. Watching Henley Ramirez Future, swing. future Toronto Blue Jay Cole Hamels. What about uh, not only Henley Ramirez swinging the bat and hitting home runs and being awesome, 
Uh, Hanley Ramirez and David Ortiz dancing. <laughs> Ballroom dancing in the dugout. That was pretty great, too. Uh, the uh, Rays have been never bad. Gonna, never going to win like that with those Latino guys. <laughs> they, they, you can't, they don't focus. I can't believe... I, because I'm a masochist, I listen to, to primetime sports way too much. And they mm-hmm. have Bob Ryan on, the, the Boston guy. Mm-hmm. And just falling all over himself to call the Red Sox the greatest team of all time, basically. After that game, after one game. As opposed to the Toronto columnist who wondered aloud <laughs> why you are pitching. or why, If pitching is everything in baseball, why are people picking the Red Sox to win? <laughs> I think you just you, your, your straw man just stabbed you in the back. He left you for dead. Yeah, pretty good straw man. Uh, other stuff I got some notes here uh, lineup madness here in the second game of the of the season Justin Smoke is hitting 8 yep whatever sure he can't really hit so I don't think that's yeah, necessarily the, the hell would he, uh, where else would he hit 6th uh, you got Dal- Dalton Pompey hitting 6th yeah that's a little weird a little bit but I guess you want to maybe break it up they're going with like little kid little league kind of rules <laughs> a little like, bit yeah. you just want to layer the good hitters in there at some point to kind of keep from having know. a 3 up 3 down inning yeah yeah, I don't know, but who, well, who are they layering in at this point? Is Pilar the good hitter that they're laying, layering in? I think we can. I, I don't think. It's I know too, you're, but you're I don't think it's Pilar, too early to say been... that Kevin Pilar and Devin Travis are obviously good hitters. Okay, yeah, it's All not right, too early right, to say. All right. Uh, the Navarro DHing, I really don't know. Hope. I would, I would, as much as I would like to see that not happen very often, I can't think of a better alternative. Yeah, and he's fine. I've heard a bunch of people are like, oh, but what if? What if Martin gets hurt, then they have to lose their pitcher for a game? It's like, yeah. Lose your DH. If you, yeah, lose your DH. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, lose the pitcher would be actually a, a legitimate concern. Lose your DH? <laughs> who cares? Like, I mean, yeah, it sucks. It's like a free out. Or if when you don't Martin gets hurt, guys, the bigger concern is not yeah. that it's, it's that you are yeah. all going to have to hang ourselves. That's yeah. the bigger concern. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that was the, little, the only things I've got. Smoke at the bottom. Navarro. Again, you're going to see Smoke come in for EE on, on defense whenever Encarnacion is playing first base. Fantastic. Smoke Good the, idea. Jerry and, uh, and uh, Joe Siddle were comparing, calling him a vulture. Like a vulture. A giant bird <laughs> swooping and like clawing after balls on the first base. In a complimentary way. That they just were noting oh, okay. his, his tremendous size. Right I thought this was part of the narrative of you know Jerry losing his mind. He did say something that was... He's like, welcome aboard, Dean. And I was like, Jerry, you fucking chill. <laughs> but, what uh, else is he going to do? You don't sit in that chair for that long without being a fucking chill. He is, he's unless, not even a company man. Unless you're, unless you're Tom. We're not allowed. <sighs> <laughs> Jesus. Justin Smoke, I interviewed him once. He is enormous. He is like, truly, like a vulture, I've heard. He <laughs> he has a wingspan. He also the other thing that's weird about him is that he was dripping in dead flesh. Uh, it was like hanging on the corners of his mouth, which you know, yeah, that's in, weird. In keeping with his vulture brand, uh, which is great, which is great for him. <laughs> the Jays' defense—they haven't had much chance to fuck up yet, I guess. No, not really. They don't have anybody who out there who's bad. You're concerned about Josh Donaldson. I am concerned about Josh Donaldson. Every time the ball's hit to him, I'm convinced he's going to throw it into the fourth row. <laughs> That's why you need the vulture, man. <laughs> do we? Is there a bird noise? Can we come up with a bird noise for that? Like, what kind of a noise does a vulture we'll make? Do, we'll do it in post. We'll do it in post. We'll, we'll do it. We've yeah. got a nice like high-pitched screech. That's more That's more bird of, bird of prey. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what noise a vulture makes. Just gobbling up flesh. They're, do- they're choking on the speaking incredible of, amounts oh, of dead flesh. Speaking of choking... Here we go. You know what? Here we go. You're right. Here we go. Let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about uh, Hoff. We're going to hassle the Hoff coming up after this. 
We're not good at sincerity, but we do sincerely wish to thank the following people who have contributed to the ongoing success and existence of our podcast. Rob Therio, Steve Wilkins, Stefan Yuhuski, James Ria, and Andy. Uh, also, Olaf Fong, Bob Ritchie, Nick Bones, Mark Pitlick, and uh, Matthew Sharp. And of the, of the rentals, I assume. That, and uh, he produced Tegan and Sarah. Wow. That's a great record. Also, we want to say, we want to apologize to Stefan for butchering your name. Yeah, my, my Dutch heritage is thoroughly <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, we're slightly engorged after just watching what was going on here in the baseball <laughs> game. Uh, anything we said in the first segment that was maybe casting doubt on Miguel's Castro's ability to lead the Blue Jays into the promised land uh, is over. Uh, I think that parade, pra- parade, parade planning can begin in earnest. Yeah. Uh, speaking of parades... Just don't let Pilar do it. It's a little, it's a little lazy, it turns out. Not his finest hour. No. Uh, but let us talk about the future which, of course, Miguel Castro had obviously has a significant role. Uh, Jeff Hoffman, you wrote uh, some interesting... Uh, <laughs> transcribed some interesting you transcribed things some that other people did. Interesting. Uh, to say that this this praise, I used the word effusive earlier today, Holy. that would be underselling Very much so. Kylie McDaniel of Fangraph's uh, opinions and oh, feelings. Loves, loves Jeff Hoffman. Why don't you uh, let the people know? Well, he said, I mean, he was only talking about the first start that he saw in the Cape Cod League. Uh, and that Hoffman, and he laid it, I'm sort of couching this because we, you know, it is ridiculous praise. Uh, and you probably also already read it, but whatever. Uh, the, uh, he, he didn't pitch as well in spring, and of course his arm eventually uh, blew out, and he had to have Tommy John surgery. Uh, and so I guess what the thinking is, is that you hope that he didn't pitch as well in the spring and, and when he was at uh, East Carolina. Uh, as he did in the Cape, because maybe something was wrong with his arm. He kind of says that it just, you know, it went at once, and it wasn't sort of a, a something that 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 happened over time where they decided to do it. So maybe that's wishful thinking. But I think that's you want to hear that he is back to the guy that he was on the Cape, and that's when Kylie McDaniel saw him and was like, he's like Justin Verlander or Adam Wainwright out there, which is you know. Normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, normal for a, totally normal. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. there was... I, and, like, and like not just, you know, like he said, projectable 6'4", athletic, pitchability, throwing 98, plus everything, plus secondary stuff, like effusive, an understatement. Now let's, let's relax a little bit. This is, not, not, not in not, let's relax because... We are disbelievers in Kylie McDaniel's credits or credibility or credentials, however you want to look at it. But it's one man's opinion. One man on based on one start and a bullpen here and there. Uh, I am excited to see the complex league get going, see him facing some real live hitters. And uh, if the stuff is there, if the, if the stuff is what we have been led to believe that it is, then that's really, really exciting. Whether he's going to talk about, you know, peak Rodon, Carlos... Uh, uh, Rodon, who is uh, the White Sox uh, high draft pick, who did not make the team but is waiting to make the team. I think he, he's not saying in terms of now or what his potential might be, but where he is in terms of at this point. But the the bigger conversation that I think that Jeff Hoffman progression is, 
it's a it was a savvy move by the Blue Jays. Something that teams are going to increasingly do under the current hard cap, uh, hard slotting structure, where we'll take flyers on guys hoping that they can get away with a little bit more. Uh, Luke's Giglio of of the Nationals, of course, the most famous recent yeah. uh, selection. Where I think we all kind of were hoping the Jays were going to take pe- too. That people was, were very much like in the Jays, yeah. hoping the Jays would he would be around at the, when the Jays picked. Or it, I didn't think it was the pick before DJ yeah. Davis, I believe. Same with uh, Anthony Rendon. The the Nats are famous for t- kind of taking a flyer. It's this kind of situation where you can get into when you, you know, you've graduated Steven Strasburg and Bryce Harper for God's sake. <laughs> that you were like, well, let's take. You know, it, what was yeah. that was always the Yankees draft strategy for the longest time was take bat, big bets because you don't need these guys to contribute. This you know at the time because you're the Yankees because yeah. you're the Yankees and you're just going to buy players. You're not like when the Jays, of course, were drafting the Aaron Hills and Russ Adams. Is not yeah. that Aaron Hills carved out a pretty nice career. Uh, we can we can come back to that also. Yeah, yeah. A bench player, Aaron Hill. Yeah, he's played two both games already. Oh, has he? He started at third base on opening day, which is weird because that's Jake Lamb's job. But uh, let's let's see how Devin Travis does before we worry about Aaron Hill. I like that he's out there, and I don't think that it would cost much to take his money. But yeah, we can talk about that later. But yeah, no, well, I, not, I, not later. I, later, I, we're, yeah. we're we keep we're running a tight. Yeah, we are. We have to show Paul F. Tompkins that we run a tight That's ship true. here. Yeah, we, we want him to come on with his spectacular suits <laughs> and uh, and closet full of of BoJack Horseman quotes. We, we one hopes one hopes. Yeah, uh, we could do scenes. No, oh, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely, we can do scenes. I would I would really enjoy that. Um. But yeah, no, and I mean that's the thing that's going to happen, like you say, more in the future. Even looking to next, you know, the upcoming draft mm-hmm. with Aiken and Matuala now being down, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, the Jays. Uh, obviously, it's for different reasons than the Yankees did when they were betting big on those guys. You know, because the Jays had the two picks, they kind of went with the safer guy uh, in Pentecost. Safer, obviously, always in quotes. Uh, and as they did with DJ Davis and Marcus Stroman, uh, you know, they were kind of. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a way to hedge. Strowman. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it's a weird name. What is his what's his deal? Tell me more. <laughs> you mean Giovanni? Yeah, Giovanni Strowman. Yeah. We can talk about that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh no, they're not going to let him do that. I don't think. I don't know. He could be doing like 50-inch box jumps and they'll be like, "Marcus, sit your ass down." <laughs> I I don't know what Dan Norris pitching into late October is going to be tough. You gotta, you gotta have some other arms there. Here we go. We, I have, there, yeah, late October. We want Dan Norris. We, yeah. If you would want to see Daniel Norris and uh, Aaron Sanchez still pitching at the end of the year, you're gonna have to maybe kind of avoid some starts in the mix. Yeah. Uh, four man rotation. Oh. Did you tell, wow. tell me that Dickie and Burley can't take the ball every four days? They certainly, they certainly could. They certainly could. Mark Burley is not only gonna surpass 200 innings this year to keep the streak alive. He's gonna surpass 300 innings. You heard it here. I'd love to see that. Versus yeah. is exclusive, exclusive hot content, <laughs> hot, hot, scalding content. Yeah. Uh, the point is not that Jeff Hoffman's going to make the big leagues this year, though or he that is. he's going to be in AAA this year. Well, he'll do that too. Also, the point is the bigger and point. Strom, it's Stroman and Hoffman riding in on their white steeds instead of yeah. K Rod. It is K Rods. <laughs> it is yeah, Ken Dreidman right. all yeah, over the place. Right. Rookie of the year after you win the World Series MVP. No, the the state of the farm, the minor league system, considering how many of these guys they've traded in for big league chips, is pretty good. I think I see where you're leading this. Does Alex Alex Anthopoulos keeping his job? Is it 
contingent on a playoff berth. That seems to be the conversation. Seems to be the thing that people have been saying. Because, frankly, the results haven't been there. They haven't. They haven't won anything. Yeah, that's true. But the team is in pretty decent shape. This is also very true. And you don't want to give all the credit to Anthopolis, but the, whoever it is that got Edwin Encarnacion's name on a contract, you, you want to shake that guy's hand. Yeah, and Jeff Hoffman, and Marcus Stroman, single-tier, Giovanni Stroman. And, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's it's interesting. Uh where the talk comes from i mean the talk a lot of the talk is sometimes driven by sports radio and that kind of format where it's real easy for just dumb assholes to be like oh it's a results business so you gotta win like and not really look at any of the any of the nuance or any of like the process that's led to where they've ended up and Mm -hmm. i'm you know i don't know if i was gonna say he'd be the first to tell you but i don't know if that'd be that cliche is probably wrong but i'm sure on top you know understands that and understands a lot of what's gone wrong uh you know that has you know it's come down to you know injuries and underperformance at wrong times and uh, but i mean you can only use that excuse so often mm-hmm. uh but yeah you, you hope that somebody looks at what is going on with the farm system and and you know ken rosenthal just wrote that big piece about uh, the 2010 draft, which which has been fantastic, but then at the other <laughs> the other side, you look at what they tried to do this winter, getting Dan Duquette, who you know was giving away Jake Arrieta and handing out big contracts to Baldo and you know whatever he he's, he knows Canada, and somebody I'm, I'm glad I don't remember who it was because I don't I, maybe I shouldn't be saying, but like somebody <laughs> was telling me that just Edward Rogers has kind of been frozen out. Right, we know this mm-hmm. from that Toronto Life article. Edward Rogers has just been has been frozen out from uh, uh, the the company that bears his name, mm-hmm. and their theory was maybe based on more inside knowledge than I would have that he's just bored. He's just kind of bored and doesn't know what to do with himself, and then has kind of been like, "Well, my name's on the Blue Jays. I'm the chairman of the Blue Jays. Let's see what I can do here," and that's why he's just bumble fucked his way into the into the the thing and here he is you know and so he now controls a lot of our our sadly our hopes and dreams you know as far as this franchise goes it sounds like inception frankly someone incepted (laughs) ed rogers this is the first step to him unknowingly breaking up the company to prevent worldwide energy chaos mm-hmm. that's the only explanation maybe or he's maybe a spoiled man baby who <laughs> just needs yeah. to put his big greasy thumbprint on something to say that he's done it yeah one of those two and, one, and the thing about that is uh as i've I mentioned you know writing about it sort of by the end too and i've mentioned a couple times talking to people it's like i don't know we gotta just get used to like every almost every sports team their fan base is sort of at the whim of a spoiled man baby. <laughs> you know, somewhere down down the line, there is a spoiled man baby. It is the uh, the territory of spoiled man babies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So to to be like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. It's like this is sports. You just we're not used to it, but this is a totally what happened. There was a great piece in the mostly related to the spoiled man babies thing. There was a great <laughs> piece on the Hardball Times about Scott Boris. Who, for the longest time, and I was 100% guilty of it when I was someone who didn't uh, understand 
things I've come to understand in the time that I followed baseball much mm-hmm. more closely and of mm-hmm. course followed it as a part of my job, which was like, Scott Boris is the devil, man. Yeah. He fucking greedy. Yeah. Uh, Scott Boris's <laughs> job is to get money for the goddamn players, but yeah, and and he it's so easy to make Scott Boris the villain. But there was a great quote, and I think I actually I tweeted it out on uh, um, at Drew Groff on my Twitter account uh, that the front offices are all Boris's who also yeah. have all the power and leverage. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a, it's like a front office, a room full of Boris's. The owners are all Scott Boris's. You know, that are, except, you know, even the poorest team is worth 10 times what Boris Corp is worth, but Scott Boris is the bad he's guy. The, yeah. Because he's, because he, he uses words like Erstaz baseball yeah. to describe the Chris Bryant situation, yeah. but. Well, and also because people are like, oh, you're playing a kid's game and you're greedy and you you want money, you're making it difficult to. You know, you they want to offer you three million, and you want five. How dare you? Or someone offered you four, and and the, your home, my team offered you three, and you took that extra. How much money do you need, yeah, man? Yeah, uh, that or is of course like, the yeah. the other side of the of the of the spoiled man baby coin is the uh, <laughs> is the is the chinless wor- uh, authority worshiper. Yes. which you can't have one without the other. You really can't. Uh, really? That's enough of this. We've gone on to one of our patented uh, borderline communist rants. Where. <laughs> Where uh, we discuss how the uh, machinery of capitalism is oiled by the blood of the workers. <laughs> Speaking of capitalism, we really, really want to thank everyone, uh, all the people that we named this week. Uh, if we didn't get to you, we're going to do it again every episode until we've exhausted our list of people who, uh, well, frankly, paid enough money to get their name shouted out. Yeah. And, if you're and a cheapskate... <laughs> We don't care. We well, we appreciate everything you, you're willing to donate or send our way. My heart, in my heart, I believe that they're just waiting till we're on iTunes to pay us. We should, we will be on yeah. iTunes. I think I said what did I say? Solid regular at the beginning. Yeah, Somebody solid said, regulars. I like that because it has a poop connotation, <laughs> which is never a bad thing. No, I don't don't dislike that about it at all. Yeah. So maybe we'll kind of throw float that. At- <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's it. And we'll just see what sticks. <laughs> If you like that name, uh, let us know. If you don't like that name, I, I don't really care. Yeah, that's also true. We'll think of a good... Until a great name comes to us. Unless, is, the, we, unless the support for solid regulars is just is overwhelming. Well, we, we know what we have to do. We Except have to, people, the people will just like it so that we say, okay, well, we'll put it on iTunes as solid regulars. Here, we are stupid people, so what we'll do, uh, we should have done long ago, is ask the Zoobs what the name of the podcast should be. That's and then when he idea. tells us... Then that will be the name of the podcast. That's a good idea. Follow yeah. your boy the Zeus on Twitter.com. Actually, don't follow him. He hates social media more than life itself. <laughs> it's almost as though he does it for his job. Yeah. Which is a good way to learn to hate social oh, media. Who would, who would hire the Zoobs to run social media? What a disaster waiting to happen that would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairsworth. Thank you for listening. Thank you for participating. Thank you for sharing. If you do so on, uh, on Facebook. Uh, if you can like us on, you can like us on SoundCloud. If you got a SoundCloud account, yeah. you can like us. You can share it on there. When we are on iTunes, if we do go with solid regulars, which is a baseball thing, right? Yeah, solid regular. Yeah, that's you know a, a prospect terminology, yeah. uh, which no one is ever willing to accept that as a prospect yeah. tag. Like uh, he could be a solid regular. No, he will be a <laughs> seven-win All-Star MVP candidate year in and year out. Yeah. Uh, and then finally he'll be on his third team and he'll be given an everyday job and be kind of looking pretty good. 
do all those things. Do all that you can. And uh, we'll do what we can to uh, keep it going. So we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>